Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Snack Size Edition. The shortages continue, Fingers Malloy. It's not just General Motors. It's Taco Bell. Eat, Drink, Smoke, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We're, we're both dealing with this scotch right now. And I want to be clear, we're doing the Arbalor Abunda. A apostrophe B-U-N-A-D-H. I think I'm pronouncing it right. There are flavors there. For the scotch drinker, I think there's something really interesting to try here. We've moved it to a cube immediately. The heat was just too much. You like it on the cube? Oh, yeah. I like it a lot better on right. the cube. I think Half you're my going... cube melted. It's been 30 <laughs> seconds. There was a lot of heat. I think you are going to enjoy this a lot more on the cube. Uh, you're not going to get that burn Ooh. on the chest anymore. We often talk about the fact that you should try things on a cube, on a chip, adding water. Water opens things up. The heat is cut in half. The, the, the citrus with the raisin mm-hmm. gets pronounced. Oh, this is a whole different drink. This scotch, this Bayside scotch, about 120 proof, give or take, a much different drink. This just became super pleasant, super sweet. Yeah, I, we were talking about it during the break and how, you know, this may not be, you know, your cup of tea. Uh, to me, uh, you know, I took a sip. I always like the high proof stuff. And a lot of it times is because I'm not, I, I like something cold. I don't like it warm. I don't like things neat. And I know that that flies well, in the face really for a lot warm, of people. You don't really mean warm. You mean room temperature. Yeah, room temperature, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, but we always try it neat. And a lot of times I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, but this, to me, is so much better on the cube than it was neat. Uh, remarkably different. This is the most stark contrast we have ever done on the show between neat and on a big rock. We do it on, on a big rock here. I mean, I'm going back. Yeah, on. he's going in for more. Oh, that's just. It's wonderful. Oh, there's a couple of things happening. No more of that heat in the middle, in, in the in the lower chest. It's not rising up. It does a nice job of coating the tongue with with the cube. That's very impressive. I have never had a drink in all the time. We remember we've been doing the podcast version for for years. We've been doing radio now for over a year. You can find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music. You can find it, and it's free, and you should subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Never have I had anything that is that has worked so much better on a cube a day in my life. Yeah, and it pairs very well with this Davidoff cigar, but my question for you, Tony, is would it pair well with Taco Bell? Uh, the answer is sure. Because <laughs> you're eating the Taco Bell at 4 in the morning, and nothing matters. But the shortages have affected Taco Bell. And they are letting people know that because of the ingredient shortages and delivery delays, they may be out of certain dishes. No one is immune to what's happening. And we're not talking about a little bit of lettuce. We're not talking about sour cream. We're talking about chicken and beef. They're out of the key core ingredients of what makes Taco Bell. I mean, I don't know how many bean burritos you can eat. I I like a little bit of protein in there. This is where we're at, and this is this is just. I wouldn't say this is just the beginning. We've been in the beginning for a while. We're now seeing the results. Yeah, we've gone from shortages of computer chips to shortages of nacho chips in in just an hour. When discussing these these supply chain issues, Tony, but uh, I'm wondering if people are getting used to this and hopefully being a little bit more patient 
when it comes to going to a restaurant and and not taking it out on the employees, whether it's in, in you know a labor shortage. Oh, never take it out on the employees. Like the people who yell at the, at the, at the host stand because they can't get seated because they don't have the servers mm-hmm. to serve it. So many restaurants are having this story. They're closing early. They're they're cutting days of service. They just don't have they don't have the staff, and this is a nationwide issue. Yeah, we encountered this a lot in Las Vegas when you know after we were done uh, doing our work at the the PCA convention, uh, the Premium Cigar Association convention. We'd go get something to eat, and we'd look around. We'd walk to the the host uh, stand and say we would like a table for two, and we'd see open tables. And it's, I'm sorry, you know, it's a 45 minute wait, and. I'm hoping that people are getting used to this and just rolling with the punches instead of taking it out on staff because that's, that's it's wrong. It's not their fault. We had shared some of those stories in the beginning uh, months ago. I haven't heard many of those stories lately. I think people are, are starting to come around to this that it's it's not it isn't easy. I think they're coming around to the fact that their places are are closed at, at certain hours. And some of the places are just still doing delivery and takeout because they don't have the front of house staff uh, to, to manage it. Now, the New York Post notes that one of the reasons for the supply shortages is the fried chicken sandwich wars. Because there are so many spicy fried chicken sandwiches out there and, and everyone's competing, that's where the ad dollars are going, it's taking away and there's a poultry shortage in general, as is described, I'm not 100% sure how big and deep it is, but if it's all going to one certain area, other areas are, are going to be affected. And it's been affecting fast food. They've been raising their, their prices. So one of those is Chipotle. We've talked about this. They're raising their prices by 4%. So the average spend on your order is going to go up between 30 and 40 cents. But they say it's to fund a $15 an hour rate for staff. You're getting $15 an hour to work at Chipotle. There, there's, look, you, again, I don't want to get political, but there are going to be ramifications to pretending the market can bear what it cannot. And if you think it's just 30 and 40 cents now, wait till it's a dollar 30 a year from now. They're going, do you think Chipotle, which is owned by, I believe, McDonald's, is, is going to sit there and continue to absorb costs, or they're going to find ways slowly, like the frog in the boiling water, all right, to, to increase those costs to people? Your favorite, McDonald's, is increasing uh, their minimum wage to $15 an hour at their corporate-owned restaurants, and so they are having an 8% price increase. Just proving my point. Yeah, no, I've noticed the the price increase where sometimes I've gone and, and ordered a value meal at McDonald's and thought to myself, I could go to a sit-down restaurant and pretty much pay what I'm paying now for a, a Big Mac value meal and a, an apple pie and a McFlurry and shake. I honestly think at this stage of the game, you're not telling me everything because you just find it flat out embarrassing. <laughs> you're not telling us what did Fingers Malloy eat today. Some secrets are better left unsaid. Dunkin' Donuts. They've increased their prices by 8%. Taco Bell, not only are they having shortages, 10% increase. Now, admittedly, you were only paying a nickel for a burrito anyway. But still, yeah. these things have an effect, and they don't have an effect on people who have the money. They have an effect on the people who eat at a lot of these places, and not because it's, it's bad. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. But because they feel it cost effective. Well, I know this is anecdotal, and plus I was ordering this, you know, the 
the worst place you could order it. But, you know, I, I made a visit to Dunkin' Donuts uh, on the Strip while we were out in Vegas. All I got was a breakfast sandwich, uh, a large cold brew, and an apple fritter, and it was $19. And I, I, I said, Yeah, but it, it's the Las it's Vegas the strip. strip. I get that, but still, that may have only been $16 just two years ago, Tony. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think it was $16 just two years ago. I think that price was much less. We joke about it, but these things have a real deleterious effect on on people's uh, expendable income. It has an effect on on buying habits. Just when things are coming back, people are going to find reasons to maybe go back to their own kitchen and start baking bread again. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> 